He is singing for Switzerland at Eurovision 2022. It is Marius Baer. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Oh, it's so good to see you. Where are you? I'm in Madrid right now. Look at this view. Like, oh, nice. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. You're about to give a live performance at the, the pre-party Madrid. Mm-hmm. Tonight, first live performance I'm joining now. Oh, wow. Are you excited to be yeah. in the Eurovision bubble? Yeah, really, really. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I, last night I met all, all, already a few of the artists and uh, yeah, they're all nice and it's, uh, and it's fun. Yeah. Oh, that's really nice. It feels like mutually supportive, not like a competition. Definitely, definitely, yeah. Great. Well, I guess as a starting point, what made you want to enter Switzerland's Eurovision competition in the first place? Hey, for me, I'm, a, I'm, I'm mostly like a live musician. I'm doing a lot of tours for Switzerland. And we had now a long time uh, break, kind of way, uh, like everyone else too. And, and then I thought, okay, it would, be, it would be great for me and my team to, 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 show, to show my team like, okay, we got something where we can have a hold on. And for me, I was always a, a Eurovision uh, fan because I watched it always with my family. <laughs> you know, in Switzerland, there are, there are like two things. You're watching um, <clears throat> ski runs, you know, like, like <laughs> ski uh, races together with the family and the Eurovision thing. So it's, it's, uh, it's kind of a, a family tradition in Switzerland to watch it together with your family. They must be so excited for you. Yeah, really, they are, they are. Ah, oh. and um, what about the song? You know, sometimes people think a song just drops out of the air, but it's a lot of work. Could you tell us about writing it? Mountains, they crumble And rivers, they run dry And oh, 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 oh do cry Yeah, for me, uh, it was like the song, it's all about me and what I want to say to this world as an artist. Um, because I had a long time during Corona to, to think about myself, you know, what, what's my message as a, as a white privileged boy from Switzerland? You know, it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like the worst thing nowadays in our community as an artist. Okay, you know, I grew up in a, in a, in a in a good neighborhood and i and and i never had like big problems or whatever and it's and uh, as an artist to find your message it's really hard but then i realized um for me i was always a really emotional guy and um uh and i had a, a bit of hard childhood like with, with uh, mobbing and stuff because i'm quite heavy like i'm 130 kilo Okay. So I'm a, I'm a heavy boy <laughs> and uh, yeah. And, and it was about, um, and boys to cry the message, boys to cry. It's about being an emotional man and uh, be, be, being an emotional man and, and just, just don't have a, try to be yourself. I think it's, it's, it's really important to be yourself. And especially nowadays where, where, where there, there, there's so much toxic masculinity in this world, 
you know, with 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 with, uh, with all the things which are happening. And I think Boys to Cry for me, it's it's the right message to give out there in this busy and and uh, crazy world, just to give them like three minutes, uh, like a three minute embrace with this song. That's why there is no crescendo and no no crazy explosion of my voice. I could I could sing stronger and and I could put more on the stage, but it's about having this emotion and being warm and creating a little Walt Disney world around my song. <laughs> it's really nice. I like that comparison. And you do create a mood. It's a very strong mood, even if it is soft and quiet. I'm curious, mm. the music, did that come easily when you guys were writing? Was it really like organic? When we wrote Boys to Cry, it was we wrote it together in a hotel room like this one uh, in uh, in Zurich, and it came just out of the nowhere. So I had the 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 quote Boys to Cry, so so it's a message of the whole album, and um, and I just thought, okay, we need title track with this uh, song, and uh, it just came out of the nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the best things sometimes do. Um, yeah. The music video, this is so lovely. It's um, very sweet, very tender. Could you tell us about filming it and also the story of the video? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's funny that the, the filmmaker, I met him at the, at the home party uh, in, in, in Zurich too. And I showed some, or, as I normally do, I always show songs to friends and want to have some feedbacks and talk about it. And um, they uh, and and he immediately clicked on it and he was like, "Okay, wow, that's an amazing song." And I can see the picture already. Mm -hmm. And then we hang out a few a few evenings together and we talked about it. You know what? What should it be? What? How should it feels like? And I think it's a really strong message behind the video together with the song because it's not about it has something um it's so neutral you know it's so it's it's something where where everyone can relate to it because it's it's a boy who like, like uh, a boy who who had a struggle in his life and uh like like we all had you know we all had our, our times when we when we had our lows and our highs and um and I like the message of Boys to Cry because it's such a of the of the video because it's it's not about sexuality, it's not about strength. It's just it's just something like everyone can relate to it. Like my grandmother can relate to it as also like a 15-year-old mm. kid. Oh, that's nice. That's lovely. And when we first watched the video, we were like, ooh, we hear Frank Sinatra, we hear Michael Bublé, we hear Marius <laughs> Baer. Who are your musical inspirations? Who do you look up to? Uh, for me, it's uh, mostly, I love those crooner songs like from the twenties. And I think it's, 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 it's time to bring them back because right now we are in this, in this uh, the, the momentum right now, it's so, it's so busy. There's pandemic, there's war, there's like, everything goes over the top and i think it's just beautiful to all take it down and create a create a romantic little world you know mm -hmm. where you can kind of 
um, hide yourself in it and and just like for, forget everything. Yeah, yeah. Will that idea come across on the stage in Torino? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So we we're gonna do. I can't uh, tell you too much about the staging, but um, it will be. <laughs> It will be the opposite than everyone else does. Kind of, oh, <laughs> it will yeah. be so small, you know. It will be. I, I will. I think the strength of the song is that it's gonna be so small and so intimidate, and go and go straight through the camera into the in, into your living room. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay, we won't ask anymore, but it's sounding very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> And um, another thing that we're curious about is before you jumped into music, you had a very different career. Could you tell us about the other path you were on before you went into music? So uh, I came to music when I was 22, uh, so six years ago. And uh, I was in the army service, so in the military service of um, Switzerland, because in Switzerland, you still have to go to army. So it's... Um, uh, so it's uh, how do you say com uh, compulsory? Compulsory, yeah, um, yeah. And I was there, and I was an officer in the army, and I had a soldier, and he. Uh, and in the morning, you always have to go to this big space, and go like, you know, give all the all the all the stuff. And he looked at me and was like, "Bro, you've got an amazing voice. Like, like it's twice as loud than all the others. You have to sing." And then I laughed at him. I was like, "Yeah, no, that's not my thing." And blah blah. And in the evening, we sat together, and uh, he took out his guitar, and I sang to it. And like this magic happened. And um, yeah. And then I cancelled the military service, and I became a busker. And I lived from busking about eight months and traveled through Switzerland. Uh, and then, like my whole journey started. It's really interesting busking because. I always feel um, some people are mean, is what I'm trying to say. Some people can be really rude to buskers. What is the experience like? Is it tough? I thought I thought it was a it was a necessary move for me because because um, I didn't at this moment I didn't have the 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 secureness to sing, and I thought okay, I just have to try to sing in front of people. And then I will know it, you know. On one hand, they will, if they don't like it, they're gonna spit in my in my bag, or otherwise they're gonna throw in money. So it's it's kind of an easy decision. <laughs> and it's an honest decision, you know. So people will be straight honest on the street to you. So you learned quite quick how to get people into your bubble mm. and uh, how not to, yeah. <laughs> and soon you started performing at festivals all over the place, and you met a famous producer, I think. Yeah, I met a film producer from New York, and um, I, I met this. Uh, uh, I played at this festival, Zermattenplatz in Switzerland, and he asked me after the show. He was like, "Well, I want to have your voice on my documentary film about the moon landing," oh. and I was like, "Yeah, okay. What can I do for you?" And he said, "And he said, yeah, come with me to New York. I can't pay you anything. Just stay with me, and uh, I'll give you some a bit of money so you can live." Uh, and then I went with him to New York and I lived there for a while. And uh, we produced together the soundtrack of a documentary film about the moon landing. And it's about Charlie Duke. He was, I think, on the Apollo 14. And uh, yeah, and then at, uh, at the end, like 
the premiere was in the in the Natural History Museum in New York. Oh wow! And it was a crazy evening because I met the astronaut, like the guy who was on the moon, Charlie, and then Neil deGrasse Tyson, who was like, or he's a big uh, physician and he's the director of the Natural History Museum. And uh, we we had a dinner together. <laughs> and uh, then in the evening, we went into the Natural History Museum and the astronaut showed us where he walked on the moon, like 20 minutes long. And that flashed me so much in the next evening, uh, in the next morning, I woke up and was like, fuck, I'm going to be a musician. I love this. Oh, this wow. Job. That's amazing. And what's the documentary called? It's called Lunar Tribute. <laughs> ah, Lunar okay. Tribute. Lunar yeah. Tribute. We will have a listen or actually watch it, but listen for your song. Watch it, yeah. At some point, were you going to be a mechanic? Yeah, I mean, I mean, when I, where I grew up, it's like really up in the mountains on the countryside in the... Uh, in Switzerland and uh, I grew up or, or my dad had a company for building machines you know like where you crash buildings ah. with, with the excavators and stuff and I grew up in this company and I worked always there when I was smaller so my my um, my aim in life was always to get into this company and uh, being a mechanism in it yeah and now I'm a musician <laughs> Was it difficult to say, okay, I'm going to leave that behind and go this way? Uh, no, not too much because I'm always, I'm, I'm, I'm still allowed in the company. So it's still a part <laughs> of my, of my DNA, you know? So, um, and it's, and it's cool to, to sometimes to go there and just like shizzle around stuff, you know? Okay. So, so I can, um, uh just to just to have a have a free mind you know great and a lot of our british viewers they'll be curious to know about your time in london what were you doing here and what do you remember um after new york i i had a bad experience with a producer so i want so i went back to new york wanted to produce my album there and uh i played a lot of weddings in Switzerland to 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 earn the money together, and then I went to New York and I I had like I so so the producer didn't understand me and I lost all the money oh. because the songs were shit, and then I thought okay I'm gonna do it by myself so I decided to go to BIM it's like British Irish Music Institute in London, and I uh, and I moved to London and I lived in London for one and a half years where I studied music production and songwriting. And I wrote a lot of songs with different songwriters. And it was really interesting to get into the songwriter circle in UK, yeah, definitely. Where in London did you live? Uh, in Fulham. Ah, okay, very nice. Very yeah, nice. Yeah, it's a beautiful part there. Yeah. <laughs> and do you keep in touch with your London producer friends? Hey, yeah, we did during the pandemic, we did a lot of uh, Zoom songwriters too. That worked out quite well. So, like three three songs of my album are written through Zoom. Uh, like we do it right now. So it's like I've got a oh, guitar, wow. you've got a guitar, and we're gonna talk about it and and okay. write the song. Yeah. Well, that worked out. And um, we keep seeing this clip of you, Whitney Houston. I on I can see your voice. You had a real moment on this TV show. Like you became. A sensation, really. Could you tell us about that? 
Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, I mean, they asked me, it was also in the middle of pandemic, and they asked me, okay, do you want to do a show like that? And normally I'm not a, a fan of, of, of doing shows because I'm, I'm a live musician, like, like everything happens in, in, in the live bubble with my music, you know? And, uh, but then I thought, okay, it's pandemic, that's the best thing I can do, so let's go there. And then they wanted to give me just, just a song. And I said, okay, I, I want to produce the song by myself. I'm going to rewrite the song. I'm going to perform it on my own. So shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I, yeah, and I just decided because I love the song. And for me, the song I want to dance with somebody was always a ballad. It was always a, a warm uh-huh. feeling song in itself. And that just took away all the 80s production, all the ding, 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 ding. <laughs> And and kind of way uh, scripted, scripted a bit, and uh, pe- pe- performed then this ballad at at the TV show. Yeah, and uh, and it worked out well. Unfortunately, uh, we uh, we couldn't, you know, like this moment we couldn't use it because we couldn't do like a Germany tour. So the moment kind of way faded away. Oh. <laughs> so we had to restart again. Yeah, bring it back. Bring Whitney back. <laughs> bring Marius back. We asked our followers on Instagram if they had any questions for you. And a few things came up a lot. One question is, could you tell us about your signature earring? So it's a sword. Oh, a sword. A sword. Yeah, yeah, it's a sword. And it's and it's uh, dedicated to the to the little um, to the little boy in his uh, cavalier. Ah, I see. Yeah, that's why it's it's a uh, it's just like a little hint to the boy. Is that little boy you? We were wondering, we were debating if it was like you speaking to yourself. Yeah, it's about my youth, and in the ending, you kind of feel it that like when I take it away. It's about the moment says, okay, uh, take away your emotional, um, what's that? Uh, armor. Yeah, take away your emotional armor and, uh, and, 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 and just be yourself and, and be the boy who cries. And, and, and uh, yeah, don't be a toxic masculinity. Just be, just be um, yourself, be, be a new trick kind of way. Yeah. Very nice. And a lot of people say, Will Marius release the song in French or German or even with a dance remix? <laughs> I think I'm going to do a dance remix. I thought, um, yeah. So we are we are we're searching now for some for some DJs. I thought another another house version. It would be cool. Something a bit a bit special. It would be really fun because the song is also special. It has its its own quality. You know, it's a really high quality song. And um, it would be interesting to have like a, a bit of weird thing ar- going on and around it, you know? <laughs> yeah, or, 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 or like a techno remix of it. So. You know, when you enter the Eurovision sphere, there's lots of criticism. There's lots of love, of course, lots of praise. But there's also like negativity, mm-hmm. as with anything these days. How do you as an artist balance sort of... I guess social media. Do you avoid it? Do you not think about what people say and just do your own thing? Uh, for me, when we also chose the song, 
it was already clear before we before the song was released that we will earn some criticism because it's such a unusual Eurovision song you know yeah. it's such a because it does it's so small and it's and it's a beautiful song but it takes a while it's a it's like a it really fits to Switzerland you know it's always it, it needs a bit it needs a second look on it you know <laughs> it needs it needs uh, it's not here and shouts out look I'm beautiful it's just like here it's there's a world and you have to enter it and if you enter it you're gonna you're gonna feel how beautiful it is yeah yeah I think that um you're gonna stand out because there'll be all these other songs yeah yeah woo, and then there's woo, America. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it's at the moment it's just about then like having those few seconds before I start the show, just like calm it down, take away the air out of the room, mm -hmm. and then let it let it get in kind of way. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's exciting. And at Eurovision, when it's all done, what do you want people to remember about Marius Bear? Oh, that's a good question. For me, it should be like that's the guy who gave me like this three minute long hug in my living room thing, you know, which goes through the television like this and just like, okay, the world is, is still okay, it's everything's still fine. I know we 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 had a hard time right now, but um, but there's love in the world and, and I think that should be the message. Oh, that's lovely. And Bear, is Bear your real last name? No, my real last name is Hügli. <laughs> so that's a <laughs> proper Swiss name, Hügli. Where did Bear uh, come from? Uh, it's kind of a, just, it's quite easy because when I, when I uh, started basking, I needed like a second name because people started to search oh. me on Google. And I was thinking about, okay, what's the second name? It should not be my, my second name because so so I, so I have a bit of privacy under it so i was searching for it and then a friend of mine told me in the pub like yeah you know you look like a bear you talk <laughs> like a bear you got that aura like a bear and uh so i thought okay bear i like it let's do this oh wow because the romanian singer his name in romanian is also bear ah uh, yeah oh cool so y'all need to meet up in Madrid. There'll be a bear party. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> awesome. What is the sound of beauty to you? I think the sound of beauty to me is if is if a song fits to a person who sings it. If um if he can if he she can create create this magic where where what music can bring to us all. Well, look, Marius, it's been a huge pleasure chatting with you. Final question. Do you have a message for all of your new fans all over Europe who are watching you here on Weebly Vlogs? Enjoy, enjoy the Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, enjoy the music, what, 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 what is brought to you. And do it like you always do. Uh, give so much love out there and, and just be yourself. Yeah. He is Marius Bear, Switzerland. The song is Boys Do Cry, competing in semi-final one of Eurovision 2022. Y'all need to vote to see him move forward. You have to pick up the phone and vote. <laughs> Marius, go, go. thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.